If climate change could be solved by announcements, by declaring targets that are going to be achieved, we'd be doing pretty well. We've had in the UK the net zero target for 250, which is you know 29 years away. But we've now had the 78% target by 235, which is 14 years away. So we're not short of ambition. What we are short of is action, practical plans and stuff happening on the ground. For many people, what climate change boils down to is you know, emissions. They forget about sequestration and it's all about the energy sector, the big oil and gas companies, the electrification and in particular, uh, the move towards renewable generation. And actually, on the electricity side, quite a lot of the problems have been cracked. Choices to be made, of course. Do you do nuclear or just let it slowly grind into the ground? And how much do you support offshore wind, onshore wind? What do you do about storage, batteries and so on? And how do you incorporate transport into that sector? Now, I don't want to belittle the scale of the challenges in the core electricity area and indeed in transport too. But these, in terms of the gap between the ambition and the outcome, somewhat pale into insignificance when measured up against what to do about heating. It's not the first thing that most people think about when they think about their carbon footprint. They don't turn their mind quickly to the observation that their gas boiler at home is using an enormous amount of energy and it's a really big part of total emissions. But once you've done the low-hanging fruit, you're, in a sense, forced to come to the all very difficult boxes in the climate change mitigation strategies. And heating's right up there, actually, with agriculture too. So it's really big. It's amongst the biggest source of emissions in the UK. And the ambition to get out of predominantly gas central heating and uh, with that some oil central heating, particularly in rural areas, and move to something else is pretty clear. The problem is that there's virtually no content to how this is going to be done other than vague discussions about dates at which uh, new gas boilers might be banned from installation in houses. And, you know, this won't do. It's not going to get us there. And we're not going to get the 78% by 235 in 14 years' time unless we crack heating. So you might think that a lot of effort has been put into coming up with alternatives. And in one sense, that's true. We do know what a heat pump is, an air pump and a ground source heat pump. We know how to do these things. It's not rocket science. And indeed, lots of countries in Europe use quite a lot of heat pumps. So that's one possibility. But the problem is cost and practicality. You know, the truth is that heat pumps don't give you the kind of services in heating that uh, we've all come to expect. And there are some big, big problems. Cost, of course, but retrofitting to houses, you have to think about the size of the radiators 
And especially you have to think how this all works on those really cold winter days when people want, you know, warm houses. Where's all the backup going to come from? Or rather, in the absence of backup, just the heat pumps. How exactly are people going to keep themselves warm? So heat pumps, the idea is there. The practicality is a huge distance off relative to the size of the challenge. So the next one on the block is hydrogen after heat pumps. And the idea here is that we'll pump hydrogen around the gas pipes. We'll replace the gas boilers with hydrogen or even hybrid boilers and off we'll go. But again, a moment's thought leads to the questions. So where is the hydrogen coming from? And will the system take 100% hydrogen or anywhere near that level? Where the hydrogen comes from? Well, of course, it's got to be low carbon if we're going to have this as part of our uh, net zero strategy. And all of this assumes that there's lots of surplus uh, renewables out there to convert into hydrogen. And of course, they're not. So hydrogen will no doubt have a role. But uh, the idea that it's the silver bullet that's going to solve the heating problem anytime soon. No, that's not going to happen soon. Part play, bit part play. Yes. Comprehensive solution. No. So we're left with CHP, combined heat and power, local district heating systems. And in principle, since 80% of the population live in urban areas, this is a good way forward. Trouble is, we don't seem to have uh, local authorities, city governments with the powers to do much about our infrastructure. You know, if you look across in Europe, you'll find all sorts of municipalities engaged in energy heating and decarbonisation plans. Look across the UK and uh, we have stripped out almost all the guts of local government over the last well, actually, since the Second World War, but particularly uh, since the end of the 1970s. So the wherewithal, the skills, the capability, the powers, the influence over the network utilities, all of that is uh, largely noticeable by its absence. So to do that, something substantive would have to happen. My guess is that we'll end up with hybrid approaches to heating, mixing and matching different alternatives and on the current rate, we'll do it very slowly. Here's a stunning fact. New homes are not zero carbon. You know, retrofitting old homes is a hell of a problem. But you might think that if we're building 300,000 houses a year, and we hope they might stand up for a few decades, that at least those would be uh, net zero. They'd have the heat pumps and so on, all put in from the word go and the energy efficiency to go with it. No, not even that's true. It's not till about 225 that it's expected that the requirements on uh, energy use and emissions for houses might uh, lead us towards the net zero type housing. And that's only if the supply chains and the lobbying of the house builders and so on doesn't stand as pretty big constraints and obstacles. We have to accept that the house builders are about as good at lobbying for particular interests as, for example, the National Farmers Union. So we're not even doing that. So that brings us to the practical question. You know, if we're not going to get to net zero and we're not going to do our 78% uh, target by 235, we've really got two choices. Either A, look, let's just admit it. We're not going to do it. 
And let's stop pretending with all these declarations of targets and so on, which politicians so love. And let's particularly stop trying to pretend that decarbonisation would be kind of cakeism and zero cost and just say, you know, it's all too expensive, all too difficult. We're just not going to do it. That would at least be the honest interpretation of where we are today. The other option, and to my mind, the only serious one, is to think really hard and get on with this job of decarbonising heating and realise it's going to be very expensive, it's very urgent, and it needs comprehensive system action, and it isn't going to work by simply persuading the odd householder that they might like to have a heat pump or to focus on just particular localities with a local hydrogen supply without thinking through first, you know, where that hydrogen's coming from. So what do we need to fix all this? Well, A, we need a plan, not just a series of incentives and a piecemeal approach. We need to think about decarbonising heating in the way we thought about switching from town gas to natural gas back in the 1970s and early 1980s. It's a system problem with a system plan and it needs system backup, it needs system storage and it needs system winter supplies. And it needs a system-wide set of rules and regulations. And it needs, therefore, a supply chain system capable of delivering at speed large amounts of equipment, etc., for decarbonising houses and decarbonising heat on a street-by-street basis. And we can do this a bit by saying, look, let's change the incentives. Let's have a bit more tax on gas, a little bit less tax on electricity. Uh, We can give some bonuses, incentives and so on. But, you know, if we leave it to households to choose amongst the options, yeah, it just isn't going to happen in the timescale. So I'm afraid not only do we need a plan, as with the switch from town gas to natural gas, we have to remove this from being a nice thing to have to an option that people really can't get out of. We'll need to do the R&D and make that stick, and we'll need to make local authorities capable and competent to really drive through CHP. Do all that lot, and we could decarbonise heat, we could meet our targets, but the final thing that's required and the most difficult thing for our politicians is to tell people the truth. This is going to be very, very expensive. And someone's got to pay. And there are only three options. Current customers, current taxpayers, or future taxpayers by borrowing and expecting uh, the next generation to pay. Those are the options. We should face up to them, tell the truth, and get on with it. Otherwise, let's stop pretending about our net zero targets. Thank you.